Blog Talk Radio. Hey. Cross 
traveling down memory lane But without all of those that I loved and lost Life is not the same For all the good times I can recall To all I've loved God bless you all The happiest moments That I'll ever know Were once upon A long time ago that doesn't plan for the future may not have one. Five years ago, Eastern saw the future in a remarkable aircraft. Now it's here. The new Boeing 757, the most advanced, most fuel-efficient commercial jet ever built. It's going to help Eastern hold down the cost of flying for years to come. We earn our wings for to start a radio show confused. <laughs> hey, Larry, are you with me? I'm here. Okay. Well, uh, we got it started, and uh, a lot of confused, uh, confusion here, and at least uh, did you hear the uh, music that I played once upon a long time ago, Larry? Yes, I heard it. Okay, very good. Well, we have some callers on the line, but this is the first uh, show of the Eastern Airlines Radio Hour, and my name is Neil Holland, and you probably have heard me on the EAL radio show for the last 10 years, and uh, we've been having uh, a lot of fun uh, in over 600 episodes, and so we just decided that we would do a 1 o'clock show, and uh, who better to start the show off with a co-host, Larry Sapp. Larry and I date way back, back in the 50s. Hey, Larry, do you remember when we first met? Um, I was thinking it was at school, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be about 1951 because we graduated in 1954. Right. Uh, so, do you remember those years? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yesterday. Those, they were good years. Yeah. They were good years. So we've got a lot of uh, uh, remembering those years and the Eastern years and how we got together then. I've got uh, Mike Scott on the line. I'm going to open his microphone now. And Mike, um, you're, you're, well, it's already open. Hello, Mike Scott. You're up there in Long Island, New York. Uh, how goes it? Well, I'm sitting here looking at a snow blizzard going on right now, so <laughs> I almost missed calling in. I, I was looking at the weather here, and I said, oh, look, I got a, I got your email earlier, and then I said, well, I better got to call in, and I almost forgot it. Well, let me tell you, this is not a scripted show, so this is completely impromptu, and uh, we're going to do the best we can. The only thing that's scripted is are the songs that I have chosen 
for the 50s, and we're going to play some of those. That's the idea of this show at 1 o'clock. We're going to play some Eastern music, as I call it, because it's during the years of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s that um, we worked for Eastern Airlines back then. And, of course, Eastern dates way back to the 20s, but we're not going to go there. But uh, during our little uh, musical uh, selections that we have in the 50s, we're starting today's show in the 50s, and uh, we're going to do a little Eastern chat as well. So whoever's on the line, Larry, you and I are going to talk to them and, and, uh, and Mike and uh, tell some stories, and I'm going to tell some stories about Larry, and perhaps Larry can tell some stories about me. I've got mm-hmm. plenty of stories to tell about Mike Scott. <laughs> are, are your, so yours and Larry's, are they going to be censored? <laughs> they, they, no, they're not going to be censored. <laughs> and it's, hey, listen, Mike, it's a little bit too early to start Maker's Mark right now. That's for so, sure. Uh, I'm sober. <laughs> so I want to play this first song. And meanwhile, gather some thoughts together about uh, what you can remember about the Eastern days, because when we uh, stop playing this song that you remember by the Diamonds, it's called, I'm going to play it now, it's called Little Darling.
Neil. Hello. 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 Hello, Neil. Where's Neil? Is it Scott? No, it's George. Oh, it's George. Okay. George, wait. I think you should be shoveling snow, George. (laughs) Well, I already did it once. I'm not going to do it twice. Waste my time twice. I think Neil forgot to push a button somewhere, maybe. Oh, no, yeah. I got I, I, Hey, Mike, I found the button, and I also found Jim Holder on the line also. So, Jim, you called in. Hello, Jim Holder. Hello, 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 hello. It is no snow down here in Dixie. But it's plenty yeah. of it in New York. We'll send you some down. <laughs> Listen, I got all the well, snow I needed back in February or January, rather, 1978. When that big blizzard hit, I was right in the middle of it. Wow. I don't wow. need any more. Well, listen, Mike and Jim, you're going to have to listen to my, and George, you're going to have to listen to my story about Larry. Because Larry's going to help me with this co-hosting on our Monday show. But Larry and I met in high school in 1951, and we enrolled for an A&P course along with high school. And when we graduated, we got a high school diploma, and we also <clears throat> were eligible for the A&P uh, mechanics uh, exam. And, Larry, you got your A&P. I got my mechanics license. Yeah. And, uh, and with that, Larry and I took off uh, along with another friend in that class to California to see, and this is in 1954, Correct me if I'm wrong along the way here, Larry. But we went out to California to see if we could find a career in aviation. (laughs) And uh, we went out and stayed at an apartment, and I I think it was called Brookwood. I can still remember that. We had about three days there that we went to various companies. This is 1954. Nobody wanted uh, teenagers, because that's what we were right out of high school, uh, with mechanics licenses, and nobody would hire. So the only thing we got out of that uh, trip out California and back when we ran out of money was, at least for me, hemorrhoids. I got hemorrhoids coming back. <laughs> so, Neil, I didn't get any hemorrhoids. That's a real pain in the butt. <laughs> Hey, we got a tour of Hollywood and Burbank. Yeah, we did. We did, Larry. And it was a lot of fun going out there and uh, in that old Buick. I think it was the 1953 uh, Super Buick that uh, we traveled out there and traveled back, and it carried us. And I remember strapping a water bag that we used to use traveling through the desert. We were told to (laughs) fill up a water bag and put it out in the front of the radiator so it'd keep it cool in case we ran out of water in the radiator. Remember that, Larry? I remember that. I also remember that our money was so scarce, we were eating soup by a campfire on the side of the road out of a can. (laughs) And Vienna sausage and crackers. Yeah, and Vienna sausage. (laughs) That's good memory. And that's what... Well, that's what uh, Jim Holder eats at the uh, deer camp, right, Jim? Vienna sausage. No, that's when I'm, when I'm dying in 
when I'm dining in big time. Otherwise, it's sardines. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I don't know what you put on your crackers, but. Very uh, <laughs> uh, cheese. Uh, George, you got snow up there, I understand. Uh, that's an understatement, Neil. <laughs> what do you mean understatement? How many inches you got? Oh God, uh, it's uh, it's hard to tell. <laughs> close to a foot right now. It's drifting. What? It's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, where I live, I'm, you know, the wind. I got these big drifts right in front of my house. You know. Well, I'm, I tell you what, we're going to uh, we're going to put another record on because that's what this show is about. It's about music and talk, like we're, what we're doing right now. So let's break this conversation, and here's another song back in the 50s. See if right, you can identify the group. See if you can identify the group. or warm weather. Yeah. All right, here we go. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. Do, 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 Life could be a dream If I could take you up in paradise up above If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love Life could be a dream Sweetheart, hello, hello again Shaboom, and open with me again, boom Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong Oh, 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 dip Life could be a dream If only all my precious plans would come true If you would let me spend my whole life loving you Life would be a dream, sweetheart Every time I look at you Nothing is all right If you do what I want you to Maybe we'd be so fine Life would be a dream Shaboom, if I could take you up In paradise of above Shaboom, and know me, darling I'm the only one that you love Life could be a dream Shaboom, hello, hello again Shaboom, and hope for me to get boom Now, 
I've got one more story, and I'm going to talk to you guys uh, about Larry and I, because we've been friends over the years. Uh, Larry got a job with uh, Riddle Airlines, I believe it was. Is yeah, that right, uh, Larry? Yeah, that was the original name, Riddle, when I started there, but then they changed it to Airlift International. And, Airlift, that's right, that's right. What you fly? I was there for thir- 13 years. And you were flight engineer on the DC-7? Yep, yep. I was a mechanic for a few years and then an inspector. And then I was flight engineer for about three or four years. Okay. Now, after that, you got a job with Eastern Airlines. And yep. I didn't know you were working with Eastern. <laughs> and uh, when I when I found out, uh, I was on a trip going to, I was on the 757 uh, yeah. at the time, and uh, I knew Larry was working up in uh, the uh, the maintenance building. I think you were in doors and windows or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I called you and, and asked you if you wanted to go to Antigua with me on a trip, and you said, well, you were working. And I said, well. If you can, uh, if you can take off, I'm leaving at a certain time. Uh, I'm over here at the Marriott. Just got a got a phone call. Somebody's got a phone call ringing in the background. Not me. No, it's me. I'm trying to turn it off. Unknown name. That's all right. Well, this you is a good story. This is a good story. So let's get it uh, shut down. Uh, here's here's the rest of the story. Uh, Larry and I, uh, Larry met me uh, when I checked in for my trip to uh, Antigua. Yeah, Antigua. this was in Miami. Never, yeah, from Miami. And uh, he and I uh, took off with the passengers and went to San Juan, I think, and then on to Antigua and had a layover. And she, I let him share my beautiful uh, crew room, and, and we talked about high school days and and girls and uh, music like what we just played and whatever else we we talked about. But here's the deal. While we were up in the air, and I had a great first officer on that trip on the 757, uh, I asked Larry to stay in the cockpit because he had a private license, I believe. It's what you had uh, at had the time. Oh, you had Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, he had the license, and so he sat up in the front, and I said, now, you're going to fly this airplane. So I got out of the left seat, and he got in the left seat, and my co-pilot was still there, and I told him, don't let him, um, you know, mess anything up. But uh, here we were at 41,000 feet. I headed to San Juan, I think, on the first leg. And, yeah. uh, and Larry did a good job of flying that airplane without the autopilot because that airplane was such a stable airplane. And uh, did a great job. And uh, but at any rate, we uh, we had a great uh, evening, and they had a casino there, best I can recall. And and, um, yep. and he flew back the next day with me, and uh, that was a fun trip. But uh, yep. any of you guys do something illegal like that, uh, Jim Holder, George Jen, or Mike Scott? <laughs> illegal like what? Like what, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> like what? I thought I just thought that was normal operating <laughs> procedure. It was a sick bird. 
Well, speaking of uh, doing stuff like like that, uh, we, we had all talked about uh, Bill Hirsch, who re- just recently passed away. Uh, he, yeah. I, I had him on a trip on on the seven two. Uh, Bill was not a mechanic or a pilot, either one. He was kind of a wannabe with all of them and uh, knew pretty much about the stuff by hearing it from everybody else. But we had a uh, ferry trip from uh, Sacramento to uh, Jacksonville, Cecil Airport, for maintenance on the airplane. So he arranged to get out to California, and we flew out there, and I and I had him in the, in the left seat for about, I don't know, about uh, two or three hours, I guess, while he was up there. And I had a good good co-pilot or co-captain flying with me and uh and he was just in seventh heaven because we took the autopilot off and uh let him hand fly it and try to keep his altitude within <laughs> a couple of thousand feet you know only joking about that of course the gongo would go off but uh he did a pretty good job and of course we had a lot of stories like that so I'll let somebody else uh, kick in and see what they had jim holder you never did do anything like that did you not that I recall, but I don't recall a lot anymore, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I do recall all the, how all the women were crazy about me, but people tell me that this wasn't quite the way it was. We all had that same problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, George, how about uh, you? I, how about you, George? Yeah, I got one on the Airbus on the A300. I was go. I had an Orlando layover. It was a long layover, and uh, my son he loved. It. They, they I don't know if you remember, but right by the hotel there, they had a uh, go kart track. Right, so he was like seven years old at the time, and I said, you know, why don't you fly down a, fly down there with me, and then you can go on the go karts. And well, that's all I had to say. So uh, he did, and you know, he got a seat in first class. So I said, come on up to the cockpit. So he came up to the cockpit, put him in the right seat. Of course, the autopilot was on. And the girls came up and saying, oh, Captain Matthew, what would you like? Would you like a Coca-Cola? And he, he flew around for a little bit and, uh, you know, turning the uh, heading knob. And he said, you know, Dad, I, I'd really like to go back and watch the movie. So <laughs> I sent him back to uh, watch the movie. <laughs> Uh, those were the days. He still talks about that, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's something to remember. Yeah, sure. I'm going to put on another record. And uh, now here's one that uh, I don't know if you guys like dancing, but I really enjoyed dancing. I, from junior high school to high school, uh, I remember Larry and I went to a uh, a high school that was about 13, 14, 15 stories high. Right, yeah. Larry? Yeah. And I, and I think, yeah, it was a big skyscraper there on 14th Street in Miami called Lindsey yeah. Hopkins Vocational School. It's and not there uh, the last, the, the, I know it, it imploded, but the last top of the, 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 the building, I think the last, uh, uh, the, upper floors anyhow were hotel and uh they they uh, had a hotel up there that did uh, hotel training or something like that but the aviation shop the a and p shop that we took i think it was down on the ground floor i think uh, it's first and second floor yeah yeah and uh but at any rate 
I enjoyed the dances and all that. And I remember the, the crystal ball and the, the slow dancing. Now, here's the one that I really remember. And see if you guys can remember who sang this song or who's singing this song. And see if you ever took a girl in your arms and moved around the dance floor to this song. Yes, and I, that particular song, and you're not going to believe this is a true story, but my best friend's first cousin came to Jackson, and we went someplace. I've forgotten where we were, and I was dancing with her, and she said, you know what kind of song this is? And I didn't know. I, you know, I didn't know. I was, you know, innocent kid that I was. And she said, that's a belly rubbing thigh spreader. And I said, what? Scared me to death. <laughs> Put a little breast on your boat buckle. Yes, oh boy, and she was a preacher's daughter too, and um, <laughs> and that's a true story. Well, but that, that, that I, I never heard of that type of music before. I'd been raised, you know, 
in a different place. <laughs> That's, uh, that song came out in, in 1959, and that uh-huh. was, of course, Paul Anka. And uh, he, uh, I flew him a couple of times when my old boss, he used to own the Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas. So we run him back and forth wow. from L.A. to Las Vegas a few times, and he was a very good tipper. And I used to I wow. used to break his chops because he he was two months younger than me. He was born in July of forty one, and I was born in June of forty one. <laughs> and they tipped the captain. They tipped the captain with money. Yeah, those passengers yeah. get to tip the crew. <laughs> oh, the whole crew, crew, everybody well, on the crew. Just <laughs> short flight from fly? LA to Las Vegas. Any any other stars? Uh, Mike? Oh, yeah, lot, lots of them for me, but uh, we, we're not on that kick right now. We're talking about Paul Anka. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the list goes oh, on and good. on. <laughs> oh, hey, golly. Yeah, Larry. Yeah, I, I met uh, a couple of them. Johnny Ray, you remember him? Oh, yeah. Johnny Ray. Cry. Oh, Ray. Was, yeah, I remember him. That was his favorite, uh, his most popular song. And I also yeah. got to meet Elvis Presley. Wow. He he played at the Olympia Theater in, in Miami, and I was working right. there at the time. And he showed up at the ticket booth at the front door and introduced himself as Elvis Presley. I said, I know who you are. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> he, he, uh, he played at the Olympia Theater in Miami for, I think it was like he had like, Ten sold out performances in nineteen fifty six. Larry he was, he was just starting out. Larry, yeah. I wanna uh, I I remember this now. Uh we both worked there in high school at the Olympia Theater there on Biscayne yeah. Boulevard in Miami in the fifties and we were uh, ushers. And yeah. uh, the one now I wasn't there. I didn't work the day that Elvis showed up, but I remember Sonny Tufts. Any of you yeah, guys remember yeah. Sonny Tufts? Uh, yeah, the actor? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He yeah. he did, and we had stage shows. Do you remember that, Larry? Oh yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, what a beautiful theater! Remember the stars and the clouds up on the yeah. ceiling, kind of like the Fox Theater in Atlanta. I think they were about the same size. And design. Yeah, they, the clouds moved across the ceiling like you're outdoors, and they had yeah. twinkling stars. It was it was really a unique uh, place. Oh yeah, yeah. Really but golly, I I forgot both of us worked there. Yeah, you followed followed me around, or either I followed you around. And we got some pretty <laughs> good jobs during high school. I don't yeah. think you followed me over to the San Susi Hotel where I was a, a beach boy and I changed the towels on the lounges by the swimming pool and cleaned the pool out for the uh, northern guests that came down. And uh, But uh, we had some interesting jobs back in those days. Great. Do you remember when you hey. had the restaurant on Miami Beach? I remember that. I remember I had a restaurant uh, on Miami Beach. I operated... Oh, you're talking about mine, the one that I owned. Yeah, right. You owned you owned yeah. a restaurant, Neil? Yeah, as a matter of fact, this is a true story. <laughs> Just like yours, Jim. They're all true. Yeah. <laughs> and of uh, course. I uh 
I catered and opened up Julia Tuttle Causeway, which is the 41st Street Causeway crossing Biscayne Bay from 36th Street over to 41st Street over in Miami Beach. And I catered that entire construction from my restaurant, the Chef's Oven, right there uh, on Arthur Godfrey Road is what it was called. And uh, yep. I had a pickup, I mean, a uh, station wagon, and we would make sandwiches and put ice in a, in, a, in, a tent, in, a, in a big bucket. We didn't have the igloo coolers back in those days. But I'd take that station wagon and drive to the construction site as, on that bridge, and I crossed that bridge when they opened it. And I think I might have been one of the first civilians to cross that thing. But uh, yeah. yeah, that was an interesting. That was an interesting time of my life. To picture you with a yeah. chef's hat on now. <laughs> yeah, I I used to make a lot of different foods, and you know the guy that uh, my mentor, or either he and I were partners, Bob Phelps. I'll never forget. He was an alcoholic, never showed up on Monday because he was drunk from Saturday and Sunday. So I had to do the <laughs> cooking, <clears throat> and he told me he said Neil. Uh, one day he was making some chili, and I got his recipe and learned how to cook that. And He said, Neil, there are a couple of things you need to know about the cooking business. He said, you don't worry about roaches in chili. And he said, you don't worry ab- about ants in blackberry pies. Those are two things you don't have to worry about. <laughs> we have plenty of them in our restaurant, roaches and black ants. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Oh God, oh, those were the days. Neil, oh, golly. you had quite Larry? a few different. You did quite a few different things, didn't you? Try being a lumberjack one time. Yeah, went out. That's another story. After another record or another Monday, let's <laughs> take that to next Monday. All right. Right now, I'm gonna play another song. Uh, right. I, I can't wait for you guys to hear this one because I know. You guys did some dancing to this guy. Hey, not that one, but this no. one. Bill Haley and his comet. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight.
And uh, she rented out the top two bedrooms to Eastern pilots. And George Harnes and myself uh, shared a room there. I think I was paying about $20 a week for it or something like that. But I took my little yellow 19, oh, something beetle bug, one of the 60, I think, in 1963 or something like that. And I took it up there and parked it on the street. And uh, the blizzard of 78 happened. Of course, it shut the airlines down and uh, also the, all the roads. But uh, I decided that I was going to uh, get out of uh, cabin fever there that George and I were having. And we decided to get the shovel out of the garage there at Mother Greaves and, and uh, shovel the sidewalk and, and uh, enough room that we could get that Volkswagen out. And uh, we did, and we managed to get around to Parker's. And Parker's, you, nobody was there at Parker's except old man Parker. And uh, we trudged up through the snow and to see if we could get us a drink. And he, uh, he asked us if we would uh, uh, shovel off the sidewalk so he could get some people and some business. And we did that. And so sure enough, we sat there and got a few drinks free. From Parker's, but George, uh, you, I think you did some hanging out there at Parker's, didn't you, George? Well, first off, in, during the blizzard of 78, Neil, I was stuck, if you want to call it that, in New Orleans during the middle of, Nard- of Mardi Gras for, for three days. <laughs> I, I don't know if uh, any of you guys knew Smitty. He was, I think he was a former... Um, Oh, what, what was the airline that Easton uh, purchased uh, back in back in the fifties or sixties? Colonial. Colonial. Yeah. yeah, he 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 was a former Colonial pilot, and I was flying with him. We had a long New Orleans layover, and we couldn't even get within like two or three blocks of the hotel because it was so crowded. So, uh, this is a true story. I, every time I think about it, I, I laugh. So. We we checked into uh, the Royal Sinesta where we were staying on Bourbon Street, right? So uh, after um, we checked in, I, I called the front desk and I said, you know, this is Captain Smith. I said, oh yeah, what, what, from Eastern. He said, what what can we do for you? I said, well, I said I'm not feeling too well, so uh, don't please don't put any phone calls through to my room until you hear from me. So. The flight engineer and I went out to have a good time during Mardi Gras, and and we really did. And uh, about <laughs> on the third day, they they snuck a, a note under Smitty's door, and said, "Please call crew schedule. They've been trying to call you, and we wouldn't put any mm-hmm. phone calls through to your room." So, anyway, they they want us to ferry a plane back to New York, which we did, but. On the way back, Smitty said to me, you know, they said that I had called up, said I wasn't feeling well and not to bother me. He said, did, did you call him and tell him? I said, I said, me? I would, come on. I said, I would never do anything like that. And and I think he, we kind of had a lot of doubts. But we flew together about six months after that. And he brought it up again. And then I fessed up to what I had done. So, uh, anyway, he, he got a good chuckle. Yeah, he didn't have a two-by-four in his hand that time. Yeah, he said, I, he said, I wish I had thought of that. Meanwhile, the flight engineer and I, we, we went out everywhere in New Orleans till we were out of money, so we had to come home. And uh, it, it was really interesting. But as far as Parkers go, 
Yeah, we used to have our reunion meetings there, Neil, uh, downstairs. Oh. They had a, a pretty, pretty big room down there, and we always yeah. had our uh, Council 51 meetings down there. George, tell me the story, and if it's true, about the guy that robbed Parker's and had everybody to strip their clothes off or, or something like that. Do you re- yeah, remember yeah. that story? Yeah, yeah. There, there was a, you know, a bunch of pilots were in there one night, and a couple of thugs came in with guns, and they held the place up. And uh, Bob, oh, I can't think of his name. He moved to Australia. Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, Bob Alexander was mm-hmm. one of the people who was in there. And, uh, you know, the thugs took all the money out of the cash register and everything. So before <laughs> they left, he had he had given the uh, the bartender a check. And he said to one of the, one of the robbers, he said, look, I, I gave the guy a check. You know, could I get it back so this way it can't be cashed? And the guy, you know, I, thought it, I, said, I told Bob when he told me the story, I said, you're lucky they didn't shoot you. He said, oh, I, I just want to get my check back. But they never gave it back to him. <laughs> but, but he he was a kind. You know him. I think Jim said he knew him. But he was the kind of guy who could get away with anything. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He commuted long distance Kennedy to uh, Australia. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think about his last his last five years, and uh, he he was married seven times. And uh, oh, I, was flying with him. I was flying with him one time. I said, Bob, and in fact, I think he married a couple of the girls twice. I said, you know, what's the matter? You know, he got married seven times. He goes, yeah, he had a big, deep voice, and he'd laugh all the time. He said, yeah, George, I just can't make divorce work. That was his line, you know. <laughs> now, be careful. We got Zena back on the line. Hello, Zena. Hello. Glad to be okay. here. All right. So you let the kids go home early or what? She's a teacher uh, up there in Chicago. Yeah, the uh, the class ended, and I wanted to get back on to hear the radio show. Oh, good, good. Oh, you missed some great stories, but uh, but uh, they're not the kinds that you would like to hear, Zena. So uh, okay. I'm glad you came in <laughs> at the tail end of them. I want to play this next song for you, Zena, and uh, okay. I hope you enjoy it. This this is for you. Thank you. My love must be a kind of blind love. I can't see anyone but you.
Now, Zena, you're too young to remember that song. Oh, no, I remember it. That's a great one. Thank you for playing it. Okay. 1959, the year I graduated high school, the Flamingos. <laughs> That's ah. right. That's right. Golly, Pete. My, my I should have asked them, for the so. dance. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe Holder. Uh, well, I just said Mike knows some stuff, doesn't he? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's not cheating on us, is he? You know, <laughs> He probably looking is. up these dates and years and everything. <laughs> I barely remember my high school, much less the date the song came out. <laughs> I'm gonna tell another story about Larry while I while I'm talking, Larry. Uh true story again. But Larry and I had jobs. Uh, I think I would quit a job and he was right behind me and he'd pick that job up and one of the jobs was with Royal Leather Company. We were both drivers. Uh, we would drive uh, the pickup truck and take orders uh, that uh, Andy, our boss, had had uh, taken during the week at shoe companies. Uh, you know, this is the days that uh, we kept our shoes. We didn't simply wear them and then throw them away and buy another pair. And we had what we call resold and half-heeled. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, Larry and I, I remember would drive the tab? those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we drive those orders all the way up to West Palm Beach from Miami, and in that pickup truck. Remember those days, Larry? Oh yeah, yeah. Good memories. But then, but then Larry got a job with the city of Miami, I believe. And he was going around emptying those parking meters. Tell us about that, Larry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forgot all about that job. But yeah, right after high school, I went to work for the city of Miami collecting money from parking meters. And uh, <laughs> the, the best days were the, uh, I think it was when we went and collected from the 25-cent meters because they jammed up all the time. And every time... We went around to collect the money boxes out of meters, and every time we pulled out, well, a lot of times when we pulled out the boxes, the meters were jammed up, and we pulled the boxes out, quarters went flying everywhere. (laughs) 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 Needless to say, we we had a lot of fun picking them up, and they they you couldn't put them in the box. So guess where they ended up. I can tell you, Larry, Larry, a lot of those quarters we spent at the pinball machine there on the corner right down from uh, Royal Leather Company, and we would go in there and meet at that drugstore and play pinball all day just about on those quarters that Larry collected. (laughs) If you had a nice pipe pipe cutter, you could could get those meters off with a couple of twists around it. The whole time meter would come off the pole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. We never encountered any missing meters, I don't think. <laughs> oh, golly. But we also oh, had golly. plugs in them, which were for a lot of things, too. I think I think we got enough stories between all the guys that are on my producer's board here for another <laughs> 10 years on the radio. I don't know <laughs> who's going to survive who, but uh, this has been a lot of fun. It really has. I've got another song here I want to play, 
and before uh, we go off air, but I've uh, got a few more. As a matter of fact, I've got plenty of minutes. I don't know how long you guys want to stick around, but I do have these. Uh, we played about four of them, and I selected six, and that's about what we can play during uh, the time we have, but I really kind of like this one, and uh, this has got a lot of uh, piano, I think, in the background or, or whatever. No, it's not piano. It's just a lot of screaming and yelling, which they did. Uh, back in those days you know it's a lot of fun being a dj it really is if i wasn't an airline pilot back in those days i would have certainly made the, the point to try to be a dj and uh <laughs> here here's a go and see if you guys know who sang this one Because George really knows how to pick some songs. He's making some suggestions. He sends uh, some to me that he, like Little Darling, I think he sent me that one uh, about the uh, the old group. And uh, they performed uh, later in years, and they didn't sound too much different. George, didn't you send me that one? Uh, I don't remember, Neil, but some, some of maybe, these songs. Maybe it was I mean, Mike. <laughs> well, maybe it was because, you know, I mean, like Little Richard, I knew him. But some of these songs were... 
Uh, they're good, but they're a little bit, just a little bit before my time, you know. Mm. Uh, come on, you feel old, <laughs> <laughs> young kids. Well, maybe we'll catch up with you in the '60s. Will we? Will we play some uh, others? Or do you want me to go back to the big bands back in the the Glenn Miller days? That's that's that's, that's music of your era. Always good. <laughs> Uh, oh, but, well. uh, any suggestions for about uh, our show? Larry and I started out, and uh, it's been fun <laughs> today. It really has. I've enjoyed this. Well, how about that Buick you you guys were driving? Did you have them hot portholes on the side of the fenders? Yeah, three holer. <laughs> it was a three holer. Three holer was Roadmaster. The Roadmaster and so the you Super. Were, yeah. you were, dri- you were driving the three holer before think- you got with Eastern. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I hadn't thought of that. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> but Larry and I, we we used to love to wax our cars, and, and that's going to be for another show, Larry. We'll talk about the car days, and it's always fun talking about cars. And uh, back in the, the days, days of the, the Vista Car Wax. Yeah. These days, I yeah. have fun to it. <laughs> Uh, George, you sent me a you sent me a museum, uh, an email, I think you did, and uh, about the Ford Museum. Oh yeah, and I sent you that those, this morning. Those, yes, you guys have got to see that. Uh, I hope you got it, Mike. And I know Jim, if you send those out, George, through our radio listeners, uh, those that that's a great uh, video about the, the Ford Museum and those old cars that the guys collected. Yeah, I think I think I sent it to everyone. I'm not. Re- I don't. Re- I'm re- not really sure. Good. 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 Well, that's the songs and that's the talk of Eastern Airlines today. Some of it was Eastern. I, well, I think a lot of it had to do with Eastern in our days, back in those days, and. Um, Hate to uh, cut it short here, but uh, it's time. It's about that time we've got to sign off, and we'll do this again next Monday. And I hope you guys will come back and listen to some more music. And in the meantime, if you have any requests you want to keep in mind, it's got to be Eastern music now. The music of 50s, 60s, and 70s, I think, uh, were the good years of music and then after that it, I don't know I kind of like the the um, the disc what do you call it disco music where we did the disco dancing Draw, John mm-hmm. that was okay, yeah. Saturday Night Fever yeah we'll do a little bit of that too and uh, the point is uh, we, we just want to continue talking about Eastern on Mondays and we do have the radio show of course on Thursday evenings got a good one coming up and uh, some good information and I hope you guys will tune in and uh, be back with us and Larry if you uh, uh, want to join our little group we're dwindling down now I guess people are getting tired of doing these shows but uh, I'm having fun as long as I can uh, stay on the on the good side of the grass on the grassy side then <laughs> then we'll be right right back here on the radio show it well, works wonders. Enjoyed it, Neil. <laughs> it was a good time. Okay, I'm going to sign off here with a song by, um, what's his name, Merle Haggard. We've used it for a few years on the radio show, and I like it. I still like to play it. It's called Silver Wings. And Merle, by the way, 
uh, wrote this song uh, while he was on a flight looking out the window and saw the reflection of the sun shining on a commercial airliner alongside of him down below, of course, and uh, or either it was going the other way. And it inspired him to write this song, and he titled it Silver Wing. So we'll sign off with that. And I hope to see you guys back here Monday. And meanwhile, I can figure this computer out and I can get all the tools necessary to, to uh, put out a, a fairly decent uh, radio show on Monday. So see you guys next Monday. And let's go out with Merle Haggard. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.